been reading your books. I hope that's okay. Uh, they're not mine. They belong to whoever last owned the shed. Oh, okay. They're interesting. Take them, if you want. I, I, I find them overwhelming. Look, Artemis, is there really not a teacher or a friend or a, a, a distant cousin? No. I'm okay. I'll wait. It's almost been a week. The woods are huge, and she has supplies. She's just lost, and I bet she's looking for me, and what good would it do if I left? All right, all right. But if we're having this conversation again in a week, I'm we going to say... We won't be. We won't be. Oh, the, um, the broadcast. Yeah, the, uh, emergency broadcast. I turned the radio on. Damn. Today has been... Today's been atrocious. I assume you're all familiar with the trolley problem? Stay the hell away from ethics. I'm fine. Go on. Right. Right. Um, this time, I'll actually start at the beginning. Alice Jacobs, the mayor's wife, moved with him to ethics upon his election. I don't want to say a bad word about her, because, because there's not a bad word to say. She made a single mistake in her life, and that was asking the mayor to marry her. Before moving to ethics, Alice was the head of a prestigious engineering company. She's an incredibly talented engineer. However, after her husband won the mayoral election, she decided the commute would be too taxing and wouldn't leave her enough time to take care of Grace. Despite this, she still couldn't quite let her passion lie and began to take on odd engineering jobs around town. She started small, fixing up a boiler for a pensioner, a train set for a child, at, at no cost, of course. But quickly, people began to notice her prowess. She took on supervisory positions for various firms, before being offered a job with the town council. Honoured, she accepted. This was just before Grace got ill again. I don't want to drag that poor kid into this, but it's relevant. The first job the council had lined up for Alice and her new team of engineers was to fix up the old trolley line that runs through town. It was built before we got the big train station and had fallen into disrepair since. 
The Historical Society had been saying for years that it would be nice to get it up and running again, and now they had the perfect candidate for the job. Sorry, January, do you know what an emergency broadcast is? Not really. Am I doing it wrong? I don't think they're supposed to be this long, or this detailed, or that you're meant to make one when your area has internet access. Oh, that, that makes sense. But if you think you're connecting with people, then well... I don't know anymore. I, I, I don't know anymore. I really thought if I could just get the radio set up. I mean, I mean, all the gear was up here. Clearly someone had been using it once, but maybe I did it wrong. It's been a week now. Nothing in town has changed and no one's shown up to help. Maybe no one's listening. Or maybe they just think it's fine. That's hard to believe, but people tend to freeze up in the face of catastrophe. I'd rather just... I'd rather just be thorough, just in case there is someone listening. Maybe I can prevent another catastrophe in town, or maybe someone does want to help. They just want to learn more about what they're wading into. And... And it makes me feel better. Talking it through. I am so in over my head right now. And there is no one I can talk to about it. And at least I can pretend someone's listening. I'm sure someone is. Alice was overjoyed to get back to working on a project of this calibre, and immediately set out managing the clearing and straightening of the tracks, while she sent another team to begin fixing up a couple of the old trolleys. That, however, was short-lived. Almost as soon as they began work in earnest, Alice had to abandon her post in order to spend time by Grace's bedside. No one blamed her, of course. Everyone understood. And the work was continued in her absence. Diligently, too, it would seem. As a few short weeks after they began, a stretch of the trolley line was once again functional. They thought it was functional. Artemis, this next part gets a little bit distressing. Not that everything I've been saying isn't distressing. It's, I, I always find it it's a unique kind of distress when children are involved. If you want to go into the back room or if you want to... I'm fine. Whatever you have to say, I want to hear it. Alice stated in a press release after, after everything, that it was a misstep, inviting primary children to effectively be test subjects. But they weren't thinking about it like that at the time. There was no way she ever could have known. They'd tested it, they'd run the line, they'd shown her paperwork proving the trolley was fit for travel. It was safe. It was almost as if... Grace came home from hospital two days ago. She's she's doing well, I've heard. If there's anything good that can be extrapolated from the mayor's horrific act, it's that he saved a little girl's life. They waited until Alice had settled her daughter at home before inviting her to the tramline's grand reopening. It was her suggestion to invite the children. 
At 9am this morning, children and their parents gathered at the old trolley depot. It was a beautiful summer's morning, the kind children's authors write about in their summer riddles. They were all so excited. I think when I was eight, not that I remember much about being eight, I would, I would have found riding a rickety old trolley more of a punishment than a treat, but they, they were such sweet kids. A volunteer was put in charge of driving the trolley and... Do you drive a trolley? You drive a train. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, Alice, Alice. Alice was given the job of manning the switch point. It, it was meant to be a nothing job, meant to be an honour. January? She didn't deserve this. None of them deserved this. Sometimes accidents just happen. Not like this, though. This, this feels... Pointed, like sabotage. But then that doesn't make any sense. It's a tram being ridden by children, worked on by local people, and even if they were affronted by Alice being from out of town, she's been nothing but lovely to the townsfolk. She didn't even really work on the tram line in the end, but the only thing it could be is... It, it, uh, I guess it, it could be a way of getting back at the mayor for, for, the, for the murder, for the lying, but that, that would be so sick and twisted that... They'd be no better than him. I, I don't... I don't understand. I just... I just need... I... I <sighs> it's okay. It's okay. Just tell me what happened, yeah? Yeah. 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 Right. Right. Sorry. Sorry. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't know what to do. This town is everything to me and it's falling apart and it feels like my entire world is collapsing. I have a family. I have a family. More than anything, I just want to keep them safe, but I can't even do that. You need to go home, Artemis. This was supposed to be a two-day camping trip. It's the first time my mum agreed to go with me. She hated it and we fought the whole time. We fought just before she left and I... I have to find her. I can't just go. If you were that worried, wouldn't you have sent me home already? And what if you don't find her? You've heard the kind of things that are going on in that town. And I want you to find your mum. I want the police to do their damn jobs. I want the mayor to be impeached and everything to go back to normal. But this has been a horrible few days for you. For me, it's been three months. I'll wait three months. I don't care. I know I just seem like a little kitschy, but I'm old enough to know what I want. If I can't stay here, I'll find somewhere else. I'll go into town, I'll find no, somewhere. No, 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 Never go down into ethics. Promise me. Promise me. If we don't know who to trust, we can't trust anybody. I already said I wouldn't. 
Thank you. The trolley they chose for the trip was the yellow number seven. It had used to go to the graveyard back when the trolleys were functional. Someone asked Dallas if she thought that was sinister, and she just laughed. Not a superstitious person, she said. They set off. Nothing seemed amiss. All I can do now is recount things to you as they were relayed to me in the aftermath. No matter who you ask, they all say the same thing. It happened so fast. Except Alice. Alice says it lasted an eternity. At first, the trolley rumbled along peacefully. Obviously, there was no sign of fault before departure, or else disaster could have been averted. It was a few minutes, even, before any cause for alarm arose. The volunteer driver radioed to her crew, slightly concerned that the trolley was picking up too much speed as they began their descent. She was instructed to gently apply the brakes. Perhaps the wheels hadn't been secured as tightly as they should have been. Or maybe filling the trolley with children meant it wasn't as heavy as it would have been back when it was used by commuters. Easy problem, easy solution. Only, when she applied the brakes, nothing happened. Or, or rather, not nothing. The trolley continued to pick up speed. She radioed again. The brakes aren't working. Nonsense! Of course the brakes are working. We tested them this morning. The brakes aren't working! Even then, it shouldn't have been too dire a problem. The line the trolley was running on was set to level off at the bottom of the hill, which would have shunted it forcefully but safely into the terminal. But it had already picked up too much velocity. The wheels rattled in the rails, bumping off the track. When it came time for the trolley to take a sharp bend, it just didn't. It crashed right off the rails, sliced through the grass, and slipped onto a track that continued steeply downhill, a track that was still being worked on today. The children were screaming. The volunteer was gripping the brakes, knuckles white. Alice, who had believed herself to be manning a switch she wouldn't even have to pull, threw herself at the other lever. Four workers were hunched over the track. The trolley was hurtling down, either oblivious to the oncoming threat or too stunned to move. One worker diligently attacked the parallel track with a spanner. No time to scream a warning, though she tried. She could either pull the lever and kill someone, or do nothing and let four people die. She pulled the lever. What else could she have done? Either way, people die. She's feeling quite broken up about it. I've, I've heard. It isn't. Things like this aren't supposed to happen in real life, right? They're like... They're like... Philosophical puzzles. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, like... What, what's her name? Um, Here. Um, what's this? Philippa Foot, The Problem of Abortion and the Doctrine of Double Effect. You just pulled that from the... It's the book The Trolley Problem is from. I was reading it earlier. This was just in here? On the shelf? Yeah. No, 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 no. That's weird. That's so weird. There are a lot of ethics books here, not, not just this one. A lot? Bentham's Utilitarianism? Um, I don't know. I haven't looked at them all. These things, they're, they're supposed to be impossible. They were, they were literally invented because things like this don't happen in real life. 
Sabotage. It had to be. Does sound like that. But that's so cruel. And no one even knows what the mayor did, let alone to the point where they'd want to take it out on his wife. But you know. And you told... However many people are listening to this, maybe people from town are listening and this is just what they chose to do about it. No, 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 that's not, that's not what, that's not what I meant this to be for. That's, that's sick. Alice has been nothing but kind and generous to the people here. She shouldn't be punished because her husband's, she shouldn't be punished because her husband's a monster. The mayor seems kind of untouchable here. Maybe it was the only way they could think of to get to him. What would you do? What would I do? If, if, if you were on the switchboard, what, what would you do? I don't know. Panic, probably. It's so easy when it's abstract. You, you think you could crash the trolley or find something to hold it back or push something onto the tracks. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I remember that one. Yeah, just, just push a fat person onto the tracks and then just let them die. N no, I've always hated that one. It's so easy when you're just thinking about it to imagine yourself capable of anything, but that's only when we're outside of the moment. Once you're actually in it, your options run out pretty quickly. What about you? I... I've had a long day. I don't want to do this. Right. Yeah. Sorry. Um, sometimes I just get caught up. <laughs> I know. I know. Me too. I do. Do you know whose shed this used to be? Whose books these are? Uh, no, no, I, I don't. I'm going to read some more of them, I think. That might be good. Hey, January, how long have you lived here? Uh, my whole life. And how long is that? <laughs> Can't you tell? I can't see your face very well with all the... That smoke? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty old. Uh, not that old. Just, I kind of, I'm just, I'm just kind of old. I feel old. <laughs> but if you consider the age of the universe or even the average human life expectancy, I'm not technically old. Old. I, I guess it's kind of subjective. What people think of when they hear the word old. <laughs> so, like, mid-thirties? <laughs> yes, like mid-thirties. You should probably turn the radio off. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Epics Town is a member of the Faustian Nonsense Network. This episode, you heard Reese Lawton as January Johnson and Liz Dokakina as Artemis Flynn. It was written and produced by C.L. Hendry with sound design by Kai Willem Pritchard and theme by Mix Idol. If you're enjoying the show, you can leave us a tip on Ko-fi, or follow us anywhere on social media at Ethics Town Pod. Thank you for listening. This program was brought to you by a network of dedicated artists with creative souls just like just like yours, 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 yours. yours Faustian yours, nonsense. Yours, Thanks yours, you for your patronage. Yeah.
just like yours. It begins, as terrible things often do, with a knife. People of Herta, chosen children of the night, a lost soul has come to us. I'm not sure if I can do this. It's always better if you just do it quick. You came to St. Kilda to escape your past, but the past isn't so easy to outrun. You always say you're changing, but underneath you're just the same. She was a child, Loki. You liar! Did you really believe this community would accept you? I think you're meant to be here. A little bird told me that you're a liar. All of this, it comes with a cost, Lucky. Did you really believe you could find redemption? The time for excuses is over. The Secret of St. Kilda. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to season one now, and remember, there is no change without sacrifice.